0: to have you back and welcome in to everybody listening on the network bill Michael show on the air tuesday rainy cold wet icy nasty stay at home pot of soup kind of day have to admit that um yeah it's kind of nasty outside i am um, sitting there watching it rain pretty good the one good thing about the rain which actually right now it's kind of at least trying to kind of flip over to some snow because every now and then you'll see a giant snowflake fall it'll look like a it'll look like a uh, big piece of saran wrap falling out of the sky but it has taken down all of the massive icicles hanging off of my gutters so I'm loving that loving that so at least they're gone but uh, but yeah kind of a slick day eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven. Sixteen seventy. If you want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Here's a couple of questions. One is next year, Packers getting ready for the twenty twenty four season. Super Bowl or bust. Super Bowl or bust. What do you think? And then now that you have had a full season, um what do you think of Jordan Love? What do you think of Jordan Love? Is is you've got a body of work. That is now sitting in front of you, 19 games, and what do you think of Jordan Love? He the guy? 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Is Jordan Love the guy? Shane says, no snow in Warwickshire, England. Shane, you're listening to us in England? That's kick ass, man. That's great. By the way, so today, you know our buddy
1: Dwayne who uh, irritates the hell out of everybody over in the live stream. Grant, wait, not so you know, not Dwayne from Dwayne's covered All? There's another Dwayne. There's a different Dwayne. Yes. Okay.
0: He uh, he irritate, he goes after every Packers fan. He you know I I think deep down he might be some kind of a Packers fan at some point, but I he he he's like sandpaper underwear. He just shows up to irritate the hell out of you. He actually sent me a picture today. He said, look, you've made it. Um, Apparently, they are transcribing the show into Arabic. And they showed one of our shows with uh, Arabic writing underneath it as it, you know, how, like, when we talk uh, on a lot of the videos, it will then put the closed captioning underneath so you can read what it is we're saying. Uh, We have come uh, across now as Arabic. We are in Arabic. so. Well, you're very worldly. A lot of worldly uh, we perspective are. on this show. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. What I want is, like, somebody in Italy. That's what I need. I need somebody down near Napoli, Italy to say, hey, we listen to you every day. We've got an Airbnb. We'd love to host you because that's where I want to do the
1: show from. one day. i got to <laughs> get to Italy before I die. So. that's a big step number two there's there's a lot of ground right. to cover between i listen to the show and also please come stay with us in, in please italy. please
0: come out and, well if they have an airbnb you know i'm not sure. uh, saying that they have to you know be staying with us or anything but we'd love to do the show from italy napoli italy got family history there so i i've never been i've always wanted to go and every time uh like gino from calderon club goes i think he goes like once every couple of years um but and he usually you know, like just travels and just learns different foods and different you know you know authentic things from italy which is why his food is so good and uh there's been a couple of times where he's gone and he said hey you want to go and i, I just couldn't I, I at that particular point in time i just couldn't go so uh, anyway that being said uh, i'd love to be able to uh figure out
1: a time to go and go that's what i would love to Love to do it. I've never left the country. That's my that's my one of my fun facts. I have very few fun facts, really? uh, if you can tell. I've never left the United States. No,
0: I uh, well, I'm trying to think here. I've been now. I've taken cruises to like the Western Caribbean, Eastern Caribbean. I've gone to Mexico. I've down you know cruises uh, in that direction down Acapulco and things like that. Back when I was doing cruises with listeners, um, quite a bit. So I have been out of the country, but I've never been like international where I've gone over you know, to England or Italy or Germany or anything like that. I've never done that. So I, or, you know, I I would love to go, but I'll say this, and this, this sounds very, very arrogant on my part. And I apologize to people that love traveling worldwide, but there is so many wonderful things to see here in the States. And I have always been a big believer in supporting local, whether it's, you know, right here in our own backyard, buying American or, you know, as best I can. Uh, I, I just, there's so many cool things in our country that I've never seen. I've, I've been to Nashville twice with the Packers, but I've never seen Nashville. My, my cousin, uh, Marty Brenneman, who's, uh, the former voice of the Reds, uh, him and I were texting back and forth the other day and he was talking about his trip when they went down to Memphis to see, you know, Elvis's, you know, house and the Elvis, you know, museum and such. I've never seen, I've never been over to Detroit to see the history of Motown. And the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I've been to Detroit, I've been to games, but I've never been there. I there, There's so many cool things that I've never seen. Um, or I would like to go back because I've traveled with sports teams, uh, but I've never had a chance to really absorb the city. I mean, I we loved San Francisco, but I've never had a chance to just go there and visit, albeit right now. I don't know if I really want to go to California. But like Vegas, I've only been to Vegas like four times. Uh, twice was working. And we were doing our show years and years ago um, for uh, a sports network that's now defunct. But uh, we did our show out of Valleys. So we were doing our show there, and we basically get up, go to work. We go to Valleys. We hang out there, go back, and then we were there for four days. But I've traveled all over with with doing sports stuff. I loved Dallas. I love Phoenix. I, I love out in the Arizona area. I love Phoenix. Uh, I think San Diego is an amazing area. I've been there. I've been to Florida numerous, numerous times, both to visit and to cover teams. New York, I thought was an incredible uh, experience uh, for Super Bowl and to be there, you know, at that particular point in time. Obviously, it's my first real trip the last couple of years to Boston this year, this past year. And then two years ago when Kristen took me there uh, because we'd flown in there. But I'd either gone to Foxborough or I basically went to Foxborough. We, We never really went into Boston. So it was great to go see Boston. So there's so many cities that I've seen, but I've never seen them fully. So I'd love to go visit stuff like that. If you could go anywhere in the country, where would you go?
1: Anywhere in the country? Um, You know what I'd like to do? So when I take trips, I like to go in the summer. I don't like to take my trips, like, to the beach on Florida. Like, I like I like to go adventure places. I'm a mountains guy. Yeah. I'm a woods guy. I've never been to, like... um the rainforests out in Oregon and Washington. I'd like to go out there. I'd like to okay. do some fly fishing out there cuz I go to Montana okay. and you know we fish kind of that area like I'm a big fly fisherman so we do that. You know, I've once never or twice been there I that,
0: heard but. Montana is stunning.
1: Yeah, Monta- Montana Stunningly is beautiful. there's a reason everybody likes going to Montana now. And I feel a little guilty cuz I you know I've taken a trip there once a year, the last few years, and you know the Montana people, they're they're. I think they feel the walls closing in a little bit with a lot of people moving there from California yep. and other places of the country. So I feel a little guilty, but I like that part they of the country have for sure.
0: Montana and Wyoming, and I I said this before, they are grandfathering in people that have lived there. I think more than twenty or thirty years or whatever it is, but they they've been selling off land to the the Montanans. And, and those that are, you know, originating from that area, they've been selling off land cheap. And with the understanding that you can only sell it within your family, you cannot sell it off for commercial property or additional real estate property. Uh, unless, of course, you are yourself building another home there because they don't want the Californians coming there. They, they will put signs up in their neighborhood. Get out. We don't want you. You've ruined that that state. Don't come here and do it to ours. Texas, the same thing. If you come there from California, they don't want any part of you. It is it is it's huge problems and it's it's money and it's and they don't want you. They don't want you there. You know, they they don't want you to bring that governmental crap and and all the problems that they have and as effed up as they are. They don't they don't want it there. They like their way of life. They don't want all that kind of crap. And so they've started selling off land cheap to those that actually are are naturally from there. So it's it's I, I agree with you when you say the walls are kind of closing in on them out there uh eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy uh let's head back to the uh the phone calls let's go to let's go to our buddy gerard listening to us in delaware gerard how you doing man
2: bill that that was a great pickup the other day the other few minutes ago when that caller called up and said we don't have a change of uh guy like a woodson and you mentioned woodson and, and reggie white there's a you know if you go down the free agent list uh, Tampa Bay has four guys. Even though the inside linebacker is David is 33, White's young. Uh, of course, I like uh, the safety. I mean, Whitfield Jr., I think he's uh, pretty good. And they also have Evans. So they can't tag everybody. They only can tag one guy, right? Mm-hmm, so right. those are the kind of guys, teams. You see, when you look at the free agency list, you know certain guys are going to get tagged. Now, McKinney, the safety from the Giants is real good. He's only 25. So there's another guy. I don't know if they're going to tag him or what they're going to do with these guys. So, like, like that wouldn't be a bad idea, Bill. One day go through the free agent list and see who's a possibility or who would really help the Packers, you know, uh, change. But remember, if they sign these guys, like, for instance, if you're going to go after Whitfield Jr., it's going to cost you $20 million, Okay? Yeah. all yeah, right. right. And the same thing, you know, with these some of these other guys. Maybe David, not so much. He's 33. But they need that type of player. They need a, a super aggressive. Now, now, this is what's really bothering me. How come no one in the media really knew that Barry had another year on his contract? And then this guy's almost like Dracula. He keeps coming back no matter when they should have got rid of him three or four times already. So, this, this is a big thing now. Whether they Well, bring I, him back
0: I, or... I can't imagine him bringing him back. Do you think they'll actually bring him back?
2: I, I'm going to look. Look, we got a coach who who, who plays build, build better boys. He uh, this is the this is a professional sports team. Okay, we're about winning. We're not worried about keeping your friends or keeping this guy because you're close to him or whatever. So you know this is what I'm worried about, Bill. I'm worried about this because I you know you might say it and we might say it. But you know this we don't know what this coach is really thinking. We don't really know because he plays that game, bill. he plays that buddy system, you know the whole bit he scared, uh, he's scared out he' really takes him too long to get rid of guys. It really does, and it scares the heck out of me and by the way, savage lives in the next town over he's ten minutes from my house uh in C- really? Delaware okay. that's where yeah, he lives there. But uh, and I think if they get rid of him, he'll end up with the Baltimore and probably be an all pro with them. But, <laughs> right, but uh, right, you right. know, you know, really, you know how things go. But you know, they need that was a brilliant call. And if you, you know, one day you got to look through the list on the air and say who is the guy they could really feasible get that would really change this defense around. Not you, look, you're not going to get a Woodson or you're not going to get Reggie White, but there's there's got to be a guy out there, and there are a lot of free agents. That guy Burns is a pass rusher, and they do need a pass rusher, Bill. They really do. Right? They really do. And uh, so, you know, that's what I'm going to look at, and I'm looking that they're going to they're going to have to draft two running backs in this draft because you can't count on I love Jones, but you can't count on him because now he's got the hamstring thing. That's what he has now. So you got to look out for that. So they're going to have to draft two running backs relatively, maybe at the end of the second round with that pick and the end of the third round with that pick, and then they're going to have mishmash, whether it's offensive linemen or defensive backs or, or whatever. But, you know, unless they're going to pile up some draft choices and move up and try to get a pass rusher. But, you know, pass rusher, if you're going to go in the open market, he's going to cost you $25 million or more. So that's what you got to look at. Most of these teams are going to franchise those guys. So, you know, and look, I'm not about to go out and get a major wide receiver. We've seen that with Adams. I like the way he spreads the ball around to these guys. Let them grow with these guys. Maybe one of them or two of them could really become an all-pro or whatever. So I'm not – I understand what you're saying. Now, if I could get a a, a Samuel type, you know, like on a 40 – that type of guy that's not really selfish – or things like that that you could utilize in certain areas of the offense i'm not I'm not against that, but um I'm really I'm looking for you know I'm not looking to get like an Evans from Tampa Bay that he's gonna want the ball all the time i don't I don't want that anymore. I want him to spread the right. ball around. And that, that's the way I look at it. So that's that's my thinking, Bill. But I would really be curious about if you one day you looked at that list and you looked at it and said, this is a guy we really could target that they're not going to put a tag on. So Whitfield mm-hmm. Jr. is the guy I'm looking at. All right, Bill. Thank you okay. very much, and you have a a, right, a great show. I really appreciate. it. Appreciate now, it one, pal. one more thing. Yeah. How come? Yeah. How come no reporter is asked about third, third and one in a shotgun? How come no Green Bay reporter is asked about that? I didn't hear that. Uh, no idea. Before a press conference.
0: No All idea. Right, you, I know that they didn't. They didn't appreciate the phone call. They didn't cover that. Uh, I'll be perfectly honest. They didn't cover that. Uh, I would love to know philosophically why. Um. why there's this, you know, it just, and, and it may make sense. But I just, I, I'll say, I, it may make sense. And, and I've talked about this before, where coaches will tell you philosophically, this is what I believe, or this is what we were trying to do. And you'll go, oh, okay, I understand that, but I don't agree with it. So I would love to know what the thought process is when you put your quarterback, you take your quarterback out from underneath center, stick him in shotgun, especially on short downs, and take away the, the 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 truest of play action, where you're under center, you've got guys in motion, you can fake a you can fake a um, you know you can fake a jet sweep, you can you know just so many different things, and especially if you've got a good quarterback that's good at pulling the ball and tucking the ball away and being able to really give you a good play fake and and drawing just for that split second in time, drawing that defense up and then pulling the ball out. And still being able to throw it, to get out on the roll, whatever. I just, I don't know why so many offenses today insist on being shotgun oriented. I don't get it. 877 867 1670, 877 867 1670. Hit us up. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Glad you're with us. Bill Michael. show. We continue on 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, please feel free go ahead and do so. Good to have you on board today and uh, this portion of the program. Brought to you by our friends at Point Brewing, Point Brewing is uh is based right here in stevens point wisconsin stevens point wisconsin and they are local they have the favorites which are like their lagers their ambers and such then they've got the seasonal the snow pilot is out right now they've got cider boys which is a whole other brand that's taken the nation by storm because it's everywhere in this country i got friends that every now and then will say hey i got this beer from up there where you live it's like yep we've known about it for a long time Point Brewing in Stevens Point, fantastic place. Joe Martino and the gang uh, up there do such a great job. They do such a wonderful job with their social media and such as well. They do a lot of things locally, which is really, really cool. Point Brewing, brewing excellence since 1857. Good to have you on board. 877-867-1670. Coming up, bottom of the hour, we've got Ryan Wood going to be joining us uh, from PackersNews.com. Let's go over to uh, Arizona. Tim in Arizona joining us. Tim, how you doing?
3: Hey, Bill, uh, I was stationed in Naples, Italy, and, um, you know, I wasn't too bad of a place. Does that count?
0: Sure, go ahead. That's, you know, hey, okay. I, I would love to get there. I know that, uh, you know, as a matter of fact, my uncle's restaurant used to be called Bellinopoli. I mean, that, that was the area that he was from. You're either a fisher or a fisherman or a farmer, and he was a fisherman. Uh, his family was fishermen. So that was the area that he was from, and uh, I've always wanted to get over that way.
3: Okay. Secondly, uh, okay. When you're ready to retire, I will set out the welcome mat here in the state of Arizona. We'll, we'll take anybody, you know. And okay. it's, and and the living is cheap. Plus, it's plenty of money. And bring Grant along with it, you know. Yeah. Grant can do do your shows then. You know, you'll just be there. A you go. Chairman of well, one. I have All got right, so with-
0: many friends that live out in Arizona. It's not funny. I, I've got so no. many good people that live there. So I can't wait to to visit there again. Hopefully, I'm out there for spring training this year too.
3: Yeah, I live uh, 100 miles from Vegas. I'm in Kingman, and the idea is that we're very nice over here. And uh, But anyway, let's get to the sports. Sure. I'm going to answer your questions. First one is with Jordan Love. If Jordan was sitting down, well, let me ask you this. You would Grant would probably give me the numbers right away. If they franchise him for this upcoming season, what will he be making?
0: <sighs> if they franchise him, I think it's... God, it's – Grant, I'm not sure what the number is. Isn't it up near, like, $37 million or something like that? I would guess it's higher than that because it's an average of the top
1: couple paid at the position, right? Yeah. Let it's me probably Google.
0: in the 40s now. It might be $42 million, uh, before it's all uh, said and uh, done. I don't know oh. what the total tag is, but, yeah, that's it's a chunk
1: of change.
3: Okay, so I was just thinking – because I still want to see one more good year out of him, and that's the reason why I would franchise him. I would sit down and afterwards –
0: when, when I meet with the MSA. No! We lost him. We lost him. Yeah, it's upwards of like 47 million because the top five quarterbacks are 45 million, 55 million, 52-5, 52, five, 52 million, and 43. And 51, actually. With and Russell Wilson's this year is 48. So, yeah, you're going to be upwards of 47, 48, 49 million. Uh, this year, boy. Ooh, that's that's a chunk of change. I don't know if I'm going to franchise him for that. I,
1: they're not going to franchise him. I can't imagine. Well, first of all, he's got another year left on his contract, so you don't have to franchise him. You don't save that much money relative to just paying him a new deal, and it's not great for the relationship. You know what I mean? Correct. You, you don't want these Correct. two sides going back and forth over a contract any longer than they need to.
0: The uh, a young player wants security they they don't want to be franchised because they want security. They want they they want to know that there's certain guarantees that no matter what happens cuz a, a franchise tag means if you get hurt this year and you blow out both your knees on one bad play and you can't run anymore and you can't play anymore, you are you you're going to get the money for this season but that's it. Because nobody's going to pay you that kind of big money anymore whereas if you get say uh, an average salary thirty million, but your guaranteed money is 150 million, then you know that you got you have 150 million coming. You've got a hundred million dollars more than what you would have if you're franchised. That's the reason you want the long-term deal if you're a young guy. Especially like a a, a Jordan Love. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Um let's see here. This is uh this is from Jack. Jack says uh, I'm not going to franchise him are you kidding me? I think they're going to end up giving him a 5-year contract extension uh, worth about $250 million your thoughts. That's probably about the area you're going to get. You're going to see I don't think much more than that. But that's about the area you're now it, w- what really counts is the guaranteed money. You know, you can give him a contract for 250 million, but if you only have 60 million guaranteed then you that's a great contract. That's a ve- He's making money, and every year he's going to make money. But the team also has a very good, flexible position to be able to get out of that should they need to do so, where they just end up paying him whatever's left on that contract, guaranteed-wise. So, hey, but I don't think they're going to do that. 877-867-1670. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll ask Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette and uh, PackersNews.com when we come back. Also, the Journal Sentinel writes with the Packers News because it's all one big conglomeration now. But we'll ask Ryan Wood when we come back. Stay right where you're at. Don't go anywhere. We've got more of the Bill Michael show coming up right now. Right this is the Bill Michael show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Bill Eichel Show. Good to have you. Continuing on, i uh, got Ryan Wood uh, joining us uh, from PackersNews.com, joining us on the hotline. Ryan, how you doing? Doing good, Bill. How's it going? Well, we're, we're doing okay in the postmortem, so to speak. Uh, I mean, we're trying to look big picture, and then obviously what happened, but it, it, let's look big picture first. Uh, did uh, Jordan Love do everything you needed him to do to say and justify a big contract?
4: And then some. And I get it. If you're a fan, and you know you you want these rookie contract years on a great quarterback, kind of like the Houston Texans have now with C.J. Stroud, they're worth their weight in gold. But this is the price of doing business. If you've got a franchise quarterback, and if you've got a franchise quarterback, you're lucky because two thirds of the league's looking for one. And sometimes, a lot of times, it doesn't take years; it takes decades to get one. So. The Packers are in the same boat, right? I mean, everything about this Packers team—from a playoff loss, where kind of left you feeling empty inside because you, you felt like you outplayed the team and you should have won—and what just happened, you know, to a, a Super Bowl window now. And that's that's where this team is going to be entering in 2024. With that comes, yes, paying a franchise quarterback. Jordan Love's going to get paid this off season. He's earned every penny
0: that's my next question i I came into the show today saying okay for years it was always whether it was Favre or rogers it was super bowl or bust and now the question becomes is this super bowl or bust and i i believe it is i believe that you're going to have some money to spend you're going to be able to fill a few holes you're going to continue to draft and hopefully uh key pieces that can come in and either be depth or contribute right away and to me from here on out with jordan love now you're back to the super bowl or bust mantra correct
4: Absolutely. And if you're a Packers fan, you have to be happy that Matt LaFleur went out and just said it Monday in a season-ending press conference. He, he was bold about it. He said point blank, the expectations going into, into this past season are not going to be the same as the expectations going into 2024. It is going to be an entirely different season. And I'll even tell you, Bill, from the way that I even cover this team, and I think that you know, the way this team is covered in general, uh, this this was a rebuilding year back in September. This was a, okay. They're looking at a two to three year window to to, to find out to, to see if they can build something for the future or not. So wins, yeah, it's it's the important thing, right? But but not so much in twenty twenty three at least at the start. At the start, it was do they have the quarterback? Do they have the pieces? Is this the path forward or not? And they answered that. They they, they answered that after beating Kansas City. They beat Kansas City to go 6-6. Six and six. This season stopped being about rebuilding. It's, it, that, answer, that, that question was answered. It was, what can they do in 2023 now? And what they ended up doing was blowing away everyone's expectations. I mean, even, even are, people inside 1265 Lombardi could not have imagined that this team was going to do what it did and go to the divisional round and go toe-to-toe against the San Francisco 49ers. They blew away everyone's expectations. But now 2024 comes. And it's very different. It's, they know the path forward. Now it's win or not. It's, it's Super Bowl or bust. And that's the way it's going to be. So long as you've got one of the few franchise quarterbacks in this league that you can go out and be anyone, anywhere with, and Jordan Love, it's going to be that way.
0: What, uh, because uh, we went into this postseason knowing there were problems, and much like the year that we kept talking about the possibility of the special teams screwing up, and then certainly in that Snow Globe game against San Francisco, it did. Now you had the same issue. We talked about Anders Carlson. They refused to bring in another kicker or two or three, somebody to look at. And the same thing happened. You've got Anders Carlson missing kicks, and he's just not that good of a kicker. Uh, we talked about the big leg, and he was supposed to be a guy that was going to be able to kick it out of the end zone. And he was going to be a guy that was going to really be an asset when it came to uh, special teams and being able to kick uh, off coverage. and stuff. It never materialized. That never happened. So now what do you do? How much of a fault do you look at Gutekunst and, and Matt LaFleur for not bringing in additional kickers, and what do you do moving forward?
4: You know, this goes back to blowing away their own expectations. And I, I, I imagine when we talk to Brian Gutekunst next, he will keep it very open-ended. Yeah, we, we, we were hoping for this. We, we, we thought that this group would, could be really good, but, but actions and decisions speak louder than words. And if you go back to the draft. They don't make the decision to move on from Mason Crosby unless they think that they're squarely in a rebuilding to 2023. They don't go with a rookie kicker if they think that a rookie kicker is going to end up lining up for a 41-yard field goal in the divisional round in January with six minutes left trying to give themselves a touchdown lead on the road in San Francisco, right? They, they don't make that decision back in this spring if they knew that going yet. They, right. they, they didn't think that they were going to get to this point. And then once you get to this point, you got to understand, a draft pick is an organizational investment, and, and that's just the way it works. Some organizations are looser with that than others, but the organizations that will do everything that they can and within their power to build through the draft, to invest in the draft, and then to support those players that are drafted, more times than now, that's, that's the, the right path to take because... Building through the draft is how this league is. It's how you build a contender in this league. So, bringing in a kicker late in the season, uh, they they surely knew. Okay, this is this is a problem. We didn't see this coming. We didn't think that we'd have a super legitimate Super Bowl shot this year. But you got to support the kid. You got to coach him up. And, and we've seen since training camp two things, Donners Carlson. He's got a heck of a leg. He has a rare leg. There are very few kickers in this league that can kick the football and give you the range that he does. And goodness, if he's from fifty and in, it, you're you're going to have to close your eyes and hope he goes in because it, it it's like a it's like a balloon with the air being let out. You don't know where it's going. And it, at the end of the day, that's that's the way it happens. So this offseason, they might have to draft another kicker. And you hope that it's not a kicker that was oh. 71% in college. You hope it's a kicker that has shown some consistency and some reliability, some accuracy to put it through the uprights, and has the type of leg that Anders Carlson has. They're going to bring Anders Carlson back through the offseason, give him a chance to compete for his job, and he's going to need to win that competition, or as Matt Lafleur said, in San Francisco, after the loss. If you're not reliable in this league, you're not consistent, you don't last long.
0: Tell me something. When, when we talk about the big leg, where was it? I mean, all I heard about leading up to when they drafted him was how he can put touchbacks are going to become something of the norm. And all of a sudden they're kicking it short and they're trying to pin teams back, but they're giving up 30 plus yards worth of return yardage. And it it was like, it never, that never materialized consistently.
4: It's a great question because we didn't see the touchbacks and I don't know. It's befuddling, right? Because we see it on field goals. I mean, the, he, he can kick the ball a long way. I've seen it with my own eyes. He has the leg strength to really to really boom the football. We just didn't see it on touchbacks. Now, what I do know is that Rich Passaccia, and I don't know if this is the reason, but I do know Rich Passaccia is very very gung-ho about his coverage unit. He, he would brag about the most tackles inside the 25-yard line of any team in the league, and also the most tackled inside the 25-yard line than any team in the league is how many times – Keyshawn Nixon took it from eight, nine yards back in, in the end zone. So I don't know how much of that was strategy, but it it, it doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't make sense that he can't put it in the end zone because we, we see that he has a big leg, and he just doesn't put it in the end zone.
0: Yeah, I, when you look at his rating, if you will, for uh, you know everything from kickoffs to whatever, Anders Carlson was in the 20s in everything, and, and even going back to touchbacks, when I started to look, I mean, you know, Brandon Aubrey, he was the kicker for Dallas. Okay, well, you know, he ended up with 102 touchbacks, but he plays in a dome. But the next guy was Justin Tucker. He plays in Baltimore with 84. Anders Carlson, you start looking and looking and looking and looking, you're, and you're talking about a guy that's in the 60s and in the 40s. And it's just like it, that never materialized for the big legs. So I agree with you. And moving on, looking now, defensively speaking, what do you think this team needs? Because we were talking about uh, a caller called earlier and said, what is missing from this team? And I said, I'll tell you what's missing is the presence of a Reggie White, the presence of a, of, a you know, Charles Woodson. They they don't win Super Bowls without those guys. Who is the Charles Woodson or the Reggie White and that takeover guy defensively that this team needs so desperately? Who's that guy on the roster if there is one?
4: Well, they don't have that right now, you know, and, and I think the Packers, based on their investment in, into Rashawn Gary, are hoping that he becomes that. But he wasn't going to be that year one after a torn ACL. I mean, th- th- this was a year to really get his pace back, and you, you, I think the Packers for sure are, are hoping that next year he he booms in a way that you just don't often see one year after a torn ACL. Uh, Quay Walker. is is a possibility. We still need to see more in terms of that. Um, When you take the strength of this defense, it's the defensive front, but it's the depth more than having a Reggie White, right? There's so so many pieces that can get after the quarterback. What's this defense missing? And and just like you go back to the spring with Anders Carlson, you go back to the spring with – how Brian Gudekins was, was building this team and believing, okay, we, we, we've got a rebuilding 2023. It's all about the quarterback and getting a, a, a proper runway for him to lift off his career. So I've got to support him. I've got to surround him with playmakers check. He, he did that in spades. He couldn't do everything. And the thing that he couldn't do was address the safety position. He waited till the seventh round to draft Anthony Johnson Jr., which for a seventh rounder, had a solid rookie year, but there's a reason you're drafted in the seventh round. You, you don't come in right away and, and be an impact player as a rookie. They, they weren't able to address that position. And I remember saying at the time, right, immediately after the draft, after the first two days of the draft, we all knew it was a glaring hole on this defense, saying, ah, they're not going to be a safety away from the Super Bowl anyway in 2023. So you just get your safety in 2024. You, you, you hope that Jordan loves the guy. And then you, you, you start you start building. This is a multi-year project. Well, it turns out they were a safety away from the Super Bowl. It, 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 they actually were. Because every explosive play that the Packers gave up in San Francisco was because of a safety. And even the explosive plays they didn't make, right, with the Darnell Savage drop, pick six. Right, right. Every single play, Christian McCaffrey's 39-yard touchdown run. Darnell Savage misses a tackle in the box. George Kittle's 32-yard over-the-top touchdown. Darnell Savage thinks he's got over-the-top help from that rookie safety, Anthony Johnson Jr., who doubles an underneath route, doesn't help over the top. And that's not to take the heat off Darnell Savage because underneath coverage is still coverage. You still have to make it competitive. And Darnell Savage is the best athlete they have in their secondary, and he made that way too easy for George Kittle. Every single explosive play, it's the one its the one need from this offseason on defense that Brian Gutekinds wasn't able to hit. Carl Brooks, he hit. defensive front. Lu- Lucas Van Ness had a very solid rookie year. Wasn't able to hit safety, and, yeah, they were a safety away from Super Bowl.
0: I, uh, I I agree with you. I think secondary uh, again. You are going to have to see an investment there, and it's like uh, whether it's free. I mean, how much money do you think they're going to have to spend to free agency? I am hearing upwards of anywhere from forty-five to seventy-five million bucks, or somewhere in between. How much money estimated wise are they going to have to spend?
4: Well, you know, they're going to save twenty-one million when they release David Boxyari, Right? His cap will go from forty to to nineteen. I haven't looked at the whole thing, but they they're going to have some. Some money to spend for the first time in a long time, and they're going to be able to structure this Jordan Love contract as they structure all contract extensions, where they're saving some money up front. They're going to be able to the, the shave a little bit off for 2024, maybe 2025 as well. That'll give them some some extra cap spaces as, as well. So this is a team now that that is going to have some room in a way that as they kicked the can down the road late in the Aaron Rodgers era, they just never did. So I still think that Brian Gutekind is going to want to build through the draft where they have like 13 picks or something during the draft. And what they need more than anything, if they get another draft class, anything comparable to what they just got with this draft class, that's how you build a Super Bowl champion. Because right. if they can get another one, watch out. Because it's just, it, it was it was startling. Drafted this spring, especially on that offensive side, but even the defensive side too. They all just rose together. Um, that that's going to be awfully good for this unco- up incoming draft class because you're going to have some rookies now that know what it takes to have a solid rookie year. They'll be able to pass those those experiences and those lessons on to the, this next class. Um, but this this incoming class is going to have to do it, and it, it's it's going to be an awfully another awfully important spring for Brian Beutelkens.
0: Now the last question, and it's the it's the first question on everybody's mind, is at what point do they announce that Joe Barry is no more?
4: It's a great question. I'll say this for Joe Barry, he made it by the end a lot a lot more difficult of a decision than it seemed six weeks ago, because six weeks ago it, it, it wasn't it wasn't if right. It, it, Matt Latfler didn't have anything to think about. It was right. will Joe Barry survive the end of the season, and as they've kind of risen as a defense since then, one thing we don't know, they've risen as a defense. They've rebounded, as Matt LaFleur said. He needs to be more influential on that side of the ball. So we don't know inside the room how much of their, their late-season rise was Joe Perry, how much of it was Matt LaFleur. We, we, we weren't inside. We don't know. But you, you kind of – I wanted to see how it played out. And you go back to the last defensive series of, of the season, When the 49ers get the ball back with six and a half minutes left, I don't know about you, Bill. It it wasn't a question of if they were going to score, and it should have been because the Packers had a four-point lead. And when you have a four-point lead, it's a lot different than a three-point lead. It's advantageous for the defense. All you got to do is keep them out of the end zone. But it wasn't a question of if that was going to happen. The question in my mind, how much time is going to be left? So when Christian McCaffrey crosses the goal line, I look up at the, the scoreboard, oh, okay, there's 67 seconds left. There's still enough time. You want a defense that presents some doubt in that situation. Like, hmm, they might be able to win the game right here. And the fact that there wasn't any doubt, the fact that I, yep. everyone watching, okay, how much time is going to be left when they score, that's a problem because in 2024, it's Super Bowl or Buff. You need a defense that can win games in that type of situation.
0: Yep. My My argument was – and basically, Matt Lafleur answered his own question. If he has to be more influential on the defensive side of the football and can't turn it over to a quarter a coordinator, then a change is necessary. You have to. I mean, my, even Mike McCarthy said, "Look, I just want to concentrate on the offense. Dom Capers or whomever, Mike Pettin, whatever, has the defense. Go run the defense. I don't have I don't have time to do and mastermind both." And that answers your own question. I, I that I completely agree with.
4: Because here's what's not going to happen. Matt LaFleur is not going to give up play calling on the offensive side, nor should he, because the best thing this organization has going for themselves as as a football team going forward is a synchronized head coach, offensive play caller with the quarterback. Matt LaFleur and Jordan Love through the second half of the season were in constant lockstep together. And when you have that, when you've got a high level offensive play calling head coach who is in lockstep with a franchise quarterback that that's everything in this league. The Packers have that. So the less you want to have happen, is Matt Lafleur gives up the play calling now that him and the quarterback are in such such great synchronicity, that that's right. just not an option.
0: I completely agree. Great stuff, Ryan. As always, I know we're going to talk again down the uh, down the road here, but uh, great stuff all season long. We certainly appreciate it, and we'll touch base soon. Okay.
4: All right. Take care, Bill.
0: All right, buddy, talk to you later. There you go. Ryan Wood, at, uh, by Ryan Wood over on X, at by Ryan Wood, uh, PackersNews.com, covering the Packers for a long time. Great stuff, great stuff, and I completely agree with him. Why do you want to weaken the relationship, offensively speaking in the play calling, to cover for an inept defensive coordinator that you're going to have to basically watch? There's there, you, That's the reason I've said all along. You cannot keep Joe Barry. You can't do it. Why did it take you almost the entire season to figure out all of your communication issues, so to, to become more aggressive in many different areas, and you don't want to demean your time with the offense because you have to worry about your defense. It just, it's, it's stupid if you do it that way. So I, I can 100%, 100% agree. More of The Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is The Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio
2: Network.
0: Good to have you. Top of the hour. Top of the hour to you. Got a lot more coming up. Going to talk with. Um, Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press Gazette is going to be joining us coming up here in just a little bit with the After Further Review podcast. We'll chat with him. And uh, then the final hour of the program, we got Jim Ozarski coming up as well. So we'll uh, talk with him some Bucks basketball. He'll make his weekly visit as well. But we're going to talk with Eric and see if his thoughts are very much along the same lines as uh, what we just heard from Ryan Wood. Good stuff from Ryan Wood. And, yeah, l- reading a lot of the live stream stuff, I'm sorry to tell you, but as much as you know me, I don't like going too deep into salaries and committing too much to one particular player. And once you start paying and overpaying quarterbacks, you can really throw yourself into a jail. But he's going to make money. Jordan Love is going to make money. There's no doubt about it. He's going to make some big time money. Stick around. Two down, two to go. More than Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up. It's coming up next.